What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is Thursday, December 9th, and this is a special day because today is the Game Awards. Something to look forward to later tonight will be the Game Awards. Hopefully you guys had checked out the predictions episodes we've done. I think I'm going to be right about some of them. Some of them probably not. Most of them probably not. Um, but overall, it's an exciting time to be a gamer. You know, it's a fun, fun time of year. As I said, the past two episodes... It's Christmas in December, a.k.a. E3 in December, a.k.a. Christmas in July, a.k.a. E3 in July, E3 in June. Oops. E3 in December. I know that made no sense, but you get what I'm saying. Today, I am giving my impressions on the Halo Infinite campaign so far. Um, Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, Other than that, let's just get into what I've been experiencing. You know, things I've been been reading, watching, playing... um, what have I been watching? I watched the new episode of Hawkeye, man. So Hawkeye, man, is fantastic. Now Hawkeye on Disney Plus is obviously Hawkeye from the MCU, and it's basically following him. I guess, I guess, uh, I don't remember how far after it is, but it definitely involves some people from Black Widow. It involves uh, Kate Bishop, played by fucking the girl from Bumblebee. I forgot her name. She also voices Gwen in Spider Verse. Fun fact. Uh, absolutely loving that show. That show is phenomenal. I honestly can't wait to do a review for the whole show because each episode has these like these like little cliffhangers that kind of keep me looking forward to the next one. And it, it, Clint, uh, Clint Barker Baker, Clint, Clint. Uh, anyways, uh, Jeremy Renner is who I'm trying to refer to. He is acting his freaking ass off. Like he is, you know, he acted well in the movies. Don't get me wrong. And he's a good actor, obviously. But uh, I think he's really shining in this show. And I think him having a spotlight on Hawkeye as a character is actually enhancing. Uh, you can tell, like... Sorry, I fucking cut that off. Enhancing his character. You can tell that his performance is genuine. Like, he actually does want to be in that role. It feels like he's at home playing this, like, nice, cool um, Christmas time fucking uh, Hawkeye. And he's also a mentor at this point, and he's also trying to be a, like a father figure while being a bad father to his actual kids. But uh, you find out a lot of things. You find out that like his his wife is actually helping him out with things, and uh, he's starting to go deaf in one ear. It's actually very very interesting. I can't wait to see where it goes. I feel like it's leading up to something big, but hey, we'll see. Also, if you're an MCU fan, we got No Way Home next week. Big thing. Uh, of course, like I said, I'm going to try to get as many Spider-Man reviews before then. I might just make next week all Spider-Man reviews. I think Monday will be Game Awards, uh, a Game Awards review first. Tuesday will probably be Spider-Man 2 and 3. Wednesday will probably be Andrew Garfield. Uh, Thursday will probably be Tom Holland's movies. And then Friday will be No Way Home. So I might make next week Spider-Man week. I'm sorry if you're not a big Spider-Man fan, but I am... And it's the biggest thing to talk about right now. So I kind of want to get that through and through. Hopefully you guys stick around for it. I know I like, uh, I know these movies are very different and I know that like, you know, not everybody's a fan of each one, but I think there's something in there in these reviews for anybody. Like, I think you can kind of get the gist of what's going on. Uh, and it might get you excited for the new one. Who knows? Other than that, I've been reading solo leveling. It's a mangaka. Love it. I've been reading, um, one Punch Man, as I said before. Watching, I watched Hawkeye. I was watching Into the Spider-Verse again. 
And uh, I don't know if I ever did a review on that movie, but I think I want to. Uh, I'll probably do one before the new one comes out just to kind of like refresh everybody's minds. But that movie is a masterpiece. Uh, there was a debate between our friends group of what looks better, Arcane or that movie. And it's so weird. I think they both look great in their own right and in their own way. But I think that something about Spider-Verse being so different and how the actual art is telling a story along with the story, if that makes sense. I mean, when he's doing actions, it's doing uh, like pal shit like they do in comics. They, you know, when he's uh, listening to music, you see the little symbols popping up and it's also like interacting with what's going on. You know, like how the different universes and different timelines and stuff, the art style kind of changes uh, because they're from different universes and them being different art styles in general is kind of like a testament to how they actually differentiate some of the themes. So I overall, I just think that that movie is a masterpiece. I, I, I love it a little more than Arcane in terms of uh, animation and art, but Arcane is obviously phenomenal, not knocking Arcane. But in that debate, I just had to get that out there. Uh, Spider-Verse is special. And then if you include the soundtrack to it, and obviously the story, I mean, it's kind of hard to compete with that. But uh, Arcane's not far off. I don't know why I went there, but I, I wanted to get that out of the way. Also, last episode, if you haven't checked it out, it's an hour-long episode about me talking about, or I guess crowning is the best, better way to put it, the X-Button Podcast Game of the Year for 2010. 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, 10 years of Game of the Years. Uh, I kind of wanted to do like a Game of the Decade, but I think that was like, that's a little tougher. Uh, I think it would have to be like out of those 10. And even then I'm like, uh, I would have to choose between like Last of Us 2. I'd have to choose between, what else? I had Dark Souls 1. I had Bloodborne, Overwatch, Super Mario Odyssey, Jedi Fallen Order. Like, there's a lot of great games on there, so I don't know how I'd be able to differentiate that, but I think overall that I think we chose some solid games. I, I'm actually digging that, and you know, it is what it is. I'm sorry if you didn't agree, but you can definitely let me know by any of the ways you can contact me on my Instagram. It's all in the description. Uh, I believe my Twitter's there as well, so feel free to contact me on any of those platforms, and I will definitely respond to you. Um... So today, I kind of wanted to do a Halo Infinite campaign impressions. Um, so I will get to that in one second, but I actually want to get one thing out of the way before that as well, which is the new PS Plus games were announced, which are Lego DC Villains, Godfall Challenger Edition, and Mortal Shell. Um, so a quick brief, uh, what do you call it, review impressions, whatever you want to say, for these games, I, I kind of want to just get them out of the way to kind of let you know what to expect, whether it's worth the download or not. I think all of them are worth the download. If you have the service, just add it to your library. It doesn't hurt anything. Uh, you never know when you're going to want to play these games, so that's kind of it. Um, Lego DC Villains. Uh, this game, I never really looked at. I never really looked into, but this is definitely one of the games that aren't really... Um, modernized in terms of it being like 60 frames or any benefit so if you're here for like anything other than just a fun family friendly game um, then you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed because it does play like a 30 frame you know a little bit dated game I think it's like three or four years old and it is 
definitely showing that age. I think with Star Wars right around the corner in the Lego universe, using the new engine and just like being a new entity, utilizing the newer hardware, this game's okay. You know, this is going to be a nice little substitute until you get that game. But I think if you have kids, if you have friends that you just want to play it with, if you just want to get the trophies, whatever, uh, it's a good game to do that on. I mean, I hear these games are like perfect for trophy hunters and stuff. Uh, and just for like split screen co-op and online. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if it has online co-op. Uh, anyways, um, it seems like a decent game. I, I do want to try it out. I haven't had time to try it out yet, but I will get to that eventually. Godfall Challenger Edition. Now, this is Godfall, but a end game only Godfall. Uh, basically, Godfall is a game where it's somewhat of a... All right, let me try to explain it. The, the way they launched this game, they said it's like Borderlands, but it's... Well, I guess it's not like Borderlands. What would they call it? I guess it's more like Destiny in a way, I guess, in a weird way. Uh, but you have melee weapons, and it's three-player teams that you can play with online. There is a story, but the Godfall Challenger Edition does not have the story. So it's literally just in-game content. And... You know, you can upgrade for $15 if you're on PS5 at least. I'm not sure. Uh, I think I think this game might only be on PS5. Either way, it's, it's available on there. I'll be honest. I'm going to be as frank as I can. I don't know if I ever reviewed this because this came out before I had this podcast. So I don't think I ever had the chance. But Godfall Challenger Edition seems like a decent way to kind of step into the main gist of the game. Because... To be honest, the story was god awful. God awful. Hmm. <laughs> See what I did there? Anyways, um, story was terrible. I, I really hated the story. It was basically uh, the game starts. You run into a Batman. Uh, what, I forgot what they called it, like a core or whatever. Like your your suit. You get to choose like between twelve different suits. This Batman Anubis looking one is like the bad guy. And you see him at the beginning. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck shit up. And then like a couple like missions later, you realize, oh, I haven't seen him in a while. And then at the end of the game, he pops back up. He's like, I'm ready to fight you. Like, what the fuck happened? You don't see him at all in between the start and the, the end. So you easily forget about him uh, really, really fast. But I think for a $15 upgrade, it's not bad. However, I don't think it's really worth it. Unless you want to get all the trophies, which I think there are trophies tied to the story. So you might be missing out on something. Because another weird thing that this game does is that it utilizes the full game trophy list. So if you were looking to get trophies for, or quote unquote, the platinum for, you know, the Challenger Edition, you would still have to own the full game from what I'm getting from uh, when I looked at it at least. So that's a bit of a bummer. If you are a trophy hunter, it's not really worth it. But if you wanted a fun little experience to play, uh, if you like things like Destiny or if you like things like Borderlands or, um, you know, just co-op experiences where you get to go PvE, you can definitely get a lot of that content out of this in-game stuff. There's a tower. There are many difficulty settings. You get to customize your weapons. There are many weapons to choose from. The uh, armor sets aren't really that crazy unique uh in terms of usage design wise they are but uh and also from launch which is when i played it they've updated a bunch of things so i you know things could be a lot better than what i remember i logged on and i also saw a couple new uh modes and 
I saw a bunch of new um, cosmetic designs for the suit. So uh, I think it has been supported a big amount since launch. But I think overall the content you're getting for Godfall is not really the craziest thing. But I, like I said, if you're looking for a fun co-op game and your friends happen to be lucky enough to own a PS5, I'd recommend it. I mean, take five minutes out of your day. Go give it a try. Uh, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But it, it's definitely one of those weird experiences that I know some people really like it and some people just, like, hate it. Um, and I found myself, I can't really speak for a group who I played it with, but myself, I was, like, I was kind of stuck in the middle. I just wasn't happy or satisfied by what I played. I was more just surprised that, like, the game doesn't reward you enough. The game doesn't feel like you're you're truly customizing and building your your character it felt more like you were renting a suit and you were just picking up random weapons that you would just cycle through over and over until you found good ones and it just it felt very recyclable it didn't feel like you were building something um so and then like you have this massive skill tree that is just like it gets convoluted really really fast and near the end game you'll have most of it unlocked so it doesn't really matter what you put your points into it overall just becomes a nuanced game of uh fill all the slots in the in the skill tree and just see what it does and then just work on your weapons and that's really it and put some little sockets on your weapons or whatever and that's it but like i said the game is pretty interesting in the end game but it does get a little repetitive as well so that's my quick review on Godfall. I know it wasn't the best reviewed game and it definitely doesn't really definitely don't get it for $40 if you're trying to get the full game, but uh you know, it's not it's a quick easy upgrade, $15, pretty cheap. I'd buy the game for $15, but maybe not full price. Uh this game was supposed to come out at launch and then it eventually was uh delayed and then it was sold. And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't free because somebody bought it. No, it wasn't delayed. It came out. It was just crap. And then eventually it became this PS Plus game. So, you know, I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt when you get into it. You may hate it. You may love it. I'm not 100% sure. It's such a toss-up in the air because it's beautifully designed, but it feels like you're not really doing anything at times. And navigating the maps is kind of convoluted. Anyways... Mortal Shell. Don't play it. Let's move on. Uh, now, I'll, I'll go back to Mortal Shell. So, this game is a Souls-like, but it is stiff. It's made for you to get hit. It's literally made for you to get hit. So, the way it works is you have this thing called Harden, a yo, and you basically run up, hit people, and then when they're about to attack you, you harden. So, you have to you have to eat the hit pretty much. Uh, by holding a button. It's basically a shield, but it tricks your mind because your whole body becomes the shield pretty much. You turn into like a stone. They hit it. It doesn't hurt you. And then you come back out and you start attacking again. Weaving that into gameplay while also dodging and shit, it's just not fun. It's not satisfying. I'm not sure why there's so many editions of it. I'm not sure why it's there's an enhanced edition for PS5 and all this shit. It just it feels, it feels like they almost got like... It feels like they had a bunch of good ideas, but it didn't execute right. It felt like it was contrived from uh, great elements from like the Soul series, but uh, them trying to make it too different. Not that they needed to copy paste Souls or anything. It's just uh, like look at Neo. It's different enough to where 
you know, they add the, the stances and stuff. They they modify the gameplay, but still overall it's a Souls-like. You're locking on, you're attacking, you're blocking, whatever. Um, this one, the idea of making yourself get hit and that being a mechanic, it makes it to where all the enemies you run into are basically tanking your hits and hitting you. So, like, you'll you'll be attacking, and other games like Souls sometimes, you can attack an enemy and it'll, they'll stop their animation because you just stumbled them or something. Or um, they'll, do a, they'll do, like, a charge-up backup and then swing at you or something. Basically, a, sig- a signifier to tell you, hey, I'm about to fuck you up. I'm about to knock you out with one punch or dodge this shit. Um, but this game is like, all right, you're hitting me, and now I'm going to punch you. And you basically have to like be quick enough to like to do the hardened shit or dodge out of the way, and it just it's not a fun experience if you're trying to get a Souls like game. I think there's so many other ex- examples out there of great Souls like experiences, like Surge, Surge Two, um, Neo, Neo Two. You know the Souls games themselves. They're on like every console. There's a bunch of fucking uh, Souls games: Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sek- Sekiro, uh, a bunch of stuff. So. In a world where there are a bunch of souls likes, I don't think this one's the greatest, but it is free, so that is the flip side. If you are interested in Mortal Shell, it's a free demo, it's a free trial, it's a free game. You get the full thing, so go ahead and give it a try. I think I think that's the caveat, or that's like the through line for all these PS Plus games. Just give it a try. It, you know, it is what it is. It's a free experience. Go ahead and give it a give it a go. Um, but let's get right into it. I didn't want to to have a super long episode today. I'm I have a lot to do tonight and I need to prepare my body for the game awards. It's going to be glorious and I'll have to record another episode soon to kind of satiate tomorrow's slot, so we're going to see how that goes. But anyways, Halo Infinite Campaign. This game, let me go ahead and give you the rundown that you might have heard before. I'm going to go ahead and hit you with it again. Um, This game was announced a while back, and it was shown last year, and to many people's people's surprise, it looked like shit. And I think a lot of people were excited for the idea of an open-world-esque Halo game and what that could bring to the world, but... It was ragged on because the graphics were bad. It just looked like it was not running great. Um, Many reasons why you would look at that first reveal and be like, what the fuck am I looking at? Then what happened was they delayed the game and too much people, too much, I said it again, fuck. Too many people surprised. It was a good thing. (laughs) You know, most of the time delays are good things. I think uh, it's very rare for a game to get delayed and like come out stumbling still. Um, I think most games will kind of benefit from that time off. But basically with this one, we didn't know what to expect. We we only had that trailer to go off for about six months until they showed the actual gameplay of the multiplayer. Once they showed that, we were like, okay, it looks pretty good. You know, the, the trailer was still a little choppy, whatever. But overall, the gameplay in the multiplayer looked really, really fun. They were showing samurai armor and shit, uh, which was, you know, I guess foreshadowing the battle pass debacle but still you know they're showing off some armor that we still can't get to this day yet but it's okay um and then they did the network test and the game actually was amazing uh is amazing 
It was fun. It brought it back to its roots. It had a bunch of new weapons. It had a lot of new stuff. It had the grapple hook mechanic. It had vehicles, the the rumble of the engines, the um the explosions of the guns, you know. It felt like the sound was there. Like every every aspect of Halo you needed for multiplayer was there. The competitive drive, the equal um what do you call it? The how fair it was. Let's just put it that way. Um, the game is set up per, like very, very well for, for multiplayer um, until we got to the battle pass, but let's not talk about that. Then we got another demo or network test, whatever, and got more of it. And we were like, okay. And I was at the point where I was like, I cannot wait to play this. I would come home and be like revving up that fucking beta. Like, let's go. Uh, I, I was treating it like it was a full game. And then they surprise drop it on Xbox's anniversary that the multiplayer is free now, beta, whatever. It's a it's a free to play game, but it was uh, beta starting then until launch, which is you know yesterday. And you know, once that happened, I was like, okay, this thing is gonna crash because like just like I was predicting with Forza, I was like, if Forza did this bad at launch with their servers and whatnot, this game is gonna do terrible, and it tanked. The entire millions of, of people playing uh, had no issues at all. For the, like, I think I might have had one bug, maybe, maybe even that. It might not even be a big one. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically overall. I never got disconnected. I never had any lag. It was. It just worked. So, um, I was super surprised to see that. Really, I, I never. I didn't really expect it to be that great. Then. You know, the campaign was around the corner. We we had to wait like a month and a half till till now. And like I said, uh they they released a couple trailers since and they looked okay. Um again, it's something weird about the trailers, man. The way they frame them and uh with that sour taste of like that first showing, I'm just like I'm not interested that much. But uh obviously the hype built after playing the the multiplayer and once this dropped, man, I was actually excited to come home. And then once I started it up, their usage of the themes and the music in the intro alone and just in the all the high points that you run into in the in the first like hour or so, uh it'll literally like you'll be they'll be like what is that? And then it'll look at something. This is just an example. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um and then you hear the little dun dun dun, like the fucking music. And I'm like, oh my god! And then, uh, yeah, just they throw in the music perfectly at the at the perfect times. It just fucking gets you going. It's hype. Um, the gameplay overall, it's weird. It's really really weird. Uh, not in a bad way. It's definitely good. But I think the issue, or I guess not issue. It's not a bad thing. I guess the thing is. It feels weird going around in an open world Halo environment when we're so used to these open, I guess not open, but like, what do you call it? They are sectioned off areas is basically how the campaigns of these games work. It's linear. You go through, there's a start and into an area and that's it. It just keeps going straight. This one is literally an open map. You get to go anywhere you want. There's things you get to go collect, which I immediately went for the multiplayer cosmetics. I had to go get those. But um, before you get to all that, it, it starts with a very linear, traditional Halo experience, which I thought was interesting. Um, it takes place on a ship. No spoilers. But 
just moving around then, I was like, okay, this is Halo. Like, I'm shooting stuff. There's a doorway. I go to it, shoot more stuff, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, that in, that intro area is introducing the story. It's introducing uh, Master Chief. And um, it also is kind of like your tutorial in a way. It, it makes it to where you walk through and there's literally like every gun in the game available as you're getting through this area. You can pick up rockets. You can pick up... I think you can pick up a sniper at some point. You can pick up a Ravager, all these guns. Um, so it's a good test bed for like what you're going to experience next. And then... Once you actually get to the open world, it's weird how awesome it is. Like, I absolutely love how well this open world Halo recipe works. Um, first thing I did was I was obviously admiring the the world, but you endlessly have the grapple hook. So I was just grappling everywhere. I was trying to climb to, like, really high places. Um... For the most part, I didn't find any secrets yet, but that's fine. Uh, most of the collectibles are marked on the map. I think the only hidden things are like Easter eggs and skulls. But other than that, you should be able to find everything just marked on the map. So uh, I went straight for the multiplayer stuff. And instead of like driving around mountains and stuff, I just climbed the tallest mountain and just made it to the top of the grapple hook. And it was actually so satisfying. Love that part. I found a couple encampments that had like NPC soldiers uh, for the UNSC. And then I shot, you know, shot up the people that were, uh, imprisoning them or whatever. The camp stuck with me. So I had a, uh, I had a car and they all got in the back of my car with me and they were like shooting enemies as I was driving into a new, a new camp. And it was, it was fucking awesome. I killed a little small mini boss somewhere. Um, and there's like cells everywhere. Like there, there's these energy cells you can kind of throw at, enemies or whatever or uh objectives and they've been i believe they've been in like other games i think my i think five might have had it maybe even reach but i'm not sure on that one um but yeah you can pick them up and just yeet them at people and this one has a ton of them and there's like different colored ones and different ones that do different things so uh it's so awesome to like run into a camp and then you see you see like a grunt you shoot them you look to your right, and there's like a fucking elite. There's like enemies everywhere. You're getting sniped at from ridges from these sniper jackals, which apparently are assholes. Um, and then you just slide past a bunch of them, grab one of the cells, and just slam it in front of somebody. It is so hype. It's like the epitome of what Halo needs to be. It's that hype feeling of you are Master Chief. You're you're the strongest person. You're the strongest Spartan, rather, in this universe. And you're the one to like take down shit. So, uh, and very much so in the dialogue of the story, he's talking about like, you know, I'm used to this, uh, you know, he, you get this new, uh, AI and she's like, maybe they're friendly, maybe this and that. And he's like, no, they're never friendly. Uh, he's like, is this an issue? He's like, it's always an issue. Like he, he knows that like, he's a grizzled veteran master chief. Um, not really surprised by anything. He's more just like, I'm fucking used to these fuckers by now. I already know there's going to be an issue here. Uh, I already know what they're trying to do. I know they might destroy the whole universe if they fire this halo and all this. Like it's big implications on what the story is leading to. And I cannot wait to experience more of it. I, um, I think I'm about like three ish hours into it and I absolutely 
Fucking love it. Um, I cannot wait to experience more, and I can't wait to get, give you guys a full-on review. I will probably beat the story this weekend. I'll try my best to. I'm trying to think if anything else is happening this weekend. Uh, no, that should be it gaming-wise. I should be able to knock that out. Um, so I will have. I might have a review next week. I'm not sure. I might try to cram in as many Spider-Man episodes as I can. That way, you guys aren't just like stuck with you know bullshit, whatever. Uh, so I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. This has been the Halo Infinite impressions so far. Loving it. Awesome. Uh, great. It has also been your PS Plus reviews uh, impressions. So go play some games this weekend, man. There's a lot of stuff to play. You have the PS Plus games. I'm sure Xbox has some uh, Xbox games to, that came out for their free service. But, you know, you got Game Pass if you got Game Pass. And then on top of all this, Halo Infinite, beautiful, amazing, on PC and Xbox. So if you haven't played it, go check it out. It's even on Xbox One, so there's no excuse to not play this shit. Go play it. Um, and then if you don't like multiplayer, check out campaign. If you don't like campaign, check out multiplayer. You get the vibes. Anyways, I appreciate you guys listening. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. And bye.